everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Enthusiasm is Our Jam podcast. My name is Kyler Olson, and I am an elementary school teacher in Bismarck Public Schools. I hope everyone out there, educators and everybody alike, is having a great summer. Um, you've taken enough time in your summer to um, hit the pause button on life, hopefully not be in a school setting. Maybe some of you have unfortunately had to go to meetings of some sort in the school building, but you are still giving yourself plenty of time to get away from school while you still can with the time we still have left. I know all school district or dif- districts are different. I know some people are already back and in service already, which I can't even imagine because we still have a few weeks left before we go back. I believe teachers go back in BPS on the 21st. I believe we start school on the 24th. You can hear the lack of confidence from my voice because I really haven't looked at any calendars because it really doesn't pertain to me yet. I like to tell people whenever they ask, especially when the month of August rolls around, I like to tell people who ask if I'm ready for school. No, I'm not ready for school, but I'm ready for football season because that comes a few days before school. So there is my answer to that question. If anybody's wondering if I'm ready to go back to school, no, but I am ready for some football season to fire back up. So on to um, what I would like to jump into today on today's episode. I recently attended a conference for school with a few of my colleagues, and we actually, many of us went last year, but this year was another opportunity to take what we got last year and what we implemented in our classrooms and a few of our grade levels in our school and dig deeper and to build on to what we already have. Um, it is called AVID Summer Institute. For those of you who do not know what AVID is, it is an elective that has quickly grown in Bismarck Public Schools. I'm sure it has is also in different cities and maybe some towns in North Dakota. Um, when we went to it, the institute was in Minneapolis, so it was a few hour drive away from our um, home of Bismarck, but there are a lot of people from different cities and districts in the Midwest that have implemented it. So we went to what we call, what they call Avid Summer Institute. We went, a few of us went last summer and we got the opportunity again this summer. Avid stands for Advancement Via Individual Determination. Um, it is an elective that students can either take or I believe they can also qualify for at the middle school and high school levels in certain districts. Like I said, it has grown quickly in Bismarck Public Schools and um, become a very useful tool for so many students. Um, So what does AVID really consist of? Um, We kind of start with the acronym of WICKER, which is Writing, Inquiry, Collaboration, Organization, and Reading, which, as you might imagine, and as you can probably already figure out, so many classrooms everywhere do already. They just don't necessarily call it AVID. Um, and one of the pieces we talked about as our own Lincoln Elementary group at AVID is it is not one more thing, but AVID gives things more purpose and more intention. So that is why we use AVID in our schools. So those who might say, well, if you're already doing that in your classroom anyways, why do you need AVID? Because there are a lot of AVID resources that we use um, three, four, five grade levels at our school and across our district um, that go into like the organization piece. We talk about planners. We talk about our AVID binders. We have notebooks and folders in every student's binder that works on organization. As a teacher, it's also a massive game changer for those students when you want to start right now and you have those one or two students who are completely disorganized with everything they own and they don't know where any of their stuff is. So the AVID binders 
Um, and if you have any questions about that, this, any of this for AVID, please feel free to even reach out to me or reach out to anybody in BPS who does AVID. Um, shout out to anybody who has been doing AVID in their classroom or actually attended the Insti- Summer Institute this past week. Um, but more with AVID is more note-taking. Um, right at first, when we started AVID in our school, um, I was kind of took a step back because Cornell notes and three column notes and a lot of, a lot of things thrown at you in a short period of time. But if you kind of just take it step by step and find out what works for you, how you want to use certain resources, it's super, super um, helpful in your classroom and your students will benefit from it in the long run as well. I know I tell a lot of teachers when they're starting out with Avid, when they feel very overwhelmed by it, um, my favorite part of Wicker, as I just mentioned, is inquiry. And that's actually the piece that scared me the most. Um, to me, it kind of sounds like a fancy word that's loaded with all sorts of things, but inquiry is just questioning. It's questions that drive discussions and conversations. And as a teacher, um, that is easily my favorite part of Wicker is the inquiry piece. But like I said, when we first started Avid, inquiry was the part that went, hold on, hold on, I'm not ready for this as a teacher yet. But we actually already do it in our classrooms. But Avid gives that more purpose and more meaningful discussion and conversation. So moving on with our trip to Avid, as many educators going into any conference, no matter how far you might have to travel or if it's just part of your district's PD, Um, I always want to take something away from the conference. I always want to take some piece um, and either implement it and integrate into my classroom or I want to build it onto something we're already doing. So my main takeaways from this conference, um, on day one, it was kind of blah. Um, I was, (laughs) I wouldn't say like disappointed or angry, but it, um, I, another male teacher at our school who I've become very good friends with and who actually got the chance to teach fifth grade on the fifth grade team at our school with this past year, we sat down after the session in our hotel room. And I said, well, I wasn't very impressed by that because it was a lot of stuff we've already done. But as we talked about that piece, it certainly reiterated that what we're doing at our school already is effective and certainly can be built upon. So as disappointing it was to kind of start off day one with blah and not much for our plates, um, we had to take a step back and realize that the fact that we're using that, all of those things already that they'd already talked about in our classrooms already, it was kind of reminded us that what we are doing is productive and what we are doing can be built upon in some way, shape, or form. Um, so keep in mind, if you know me as a teacher, I'm a big math guy. My my dad's an accountant. Um, my mom's an athletic trainer. I didn't really get the science part of that one out of the deal. I guess my brother's an athletic trainer, so maybe he got the big science part of that um, brain skill. I've never been a huge science guy, but I absolutely love math. And I've always found purpose in math, which has allowed me to be a pretty good math teacher because it's easy to show students that math has a purpose. And I know every subject has a purpose and so many different teachers have different comfort zones with different subjects, but mine is certainly math. There was a math session that you could attend at this conference. Um, and I would have been very curious to see how I could take what the math session had and incorporate it in my classroom and make my math skills even better. But what I like to also do at a lot of these conferences is step out of my comfort zone and become uncomfortable because that's how I feel um, people, not just in education, but any career field, when you are introduced something that doesn't necessarily hit your comfort zone, you grow from it immediately. 
um, if you allow yourself to do so, that is. So when we looked at the session availabilities and the options that we could um, partake in at the Avid Summer Institute, um, a few of our teachers who went when I went this past week um, wanted to try out the literacy. And literacy, I mean, I can teach it. I can do it in my classroom. It's it's not fantastic by any means. But again, stepping out of my comfort zone, I said, absolutely, I could certainly benefit from some literacy training, some um, just literacy pieces that I could plug into my classroom on day one. So it was needed. And I said, this could certainly be helpful for my classroom. So let's do it. Let's join the literacy group. And I'm certainly glad that we did. Because um, like I said, going into this conference, we had already so many, or it felt like we had so many avid pieces to our classroom already. I just wanted to build on or build around something that we already had to um, continue to incorporate it more and more into my classroom. I know I'm going from fifth grade down to back down to fourth grade this coming fall, which will change a few things. Um, but I definitely think that many students as coming in still as third graders is kind of how I view it, but they can certainly benefit from so many things that Avid has to offer. So once again, going into this literacy session, um, as the days went by, the number one thing it reminded me of was the importance of of background knowledge and incorporating and sparking background knowledge in your classroom, no matter what you're teaching and no matter what the subject may be. So as I've said, I taught six years in fourth grade. I looped up to fifth grade this past school year with my fourth graders, and they are now on to sixth grade at the middle school in our district. So based on grade levels and based on numbers of students in grade levels in our school, I am now headed back to fourth grade to once again work with some people that I've worked with in the past. So our team chemistry should mesh, mesh rather nicely and quickly. So I'm certainly looking forward to working once again with a few familiar faces. Um, but last year, and I think I've talked about this before on past episodes, was Going into fifth grade and teaching fifth grade, the first half of fifth grade, especially reading and math, are just kind of um, a reflection and kind of a review of what they did in fourth, except for the numbers get bigger. So I'm talking about multi-digit addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. And then the second half of the year, you get more into more complex fractions and decimals. And we did fractions and some decimals in fourth grade, but it wasn't to the complexity of what fifth grade had to offer. So I felt like much of my spring, I shouldn't say much of my spring, but parts of my spring, and this kind of um, eats away at me, which I guess I shouldn't say eats away at me because I don't let little tiny things bother me because I just don't like to put myself in that spot. But last year, towards the, I guess, middle of spring and towards the end of the year, um, I was so focused on what I was teaching, but not how I was teaching, which is absolutely not how I am as a teacher. I think the first thing when I'm introduced to or when I look through our content and curriculum that we're teaching at our school, the first thing my brain thinks is, how do I want to teach this? It's not even what am I going to teach because that's just going to... Um, take care of itself as I'm thinking about how I'm going to teach it. But I felt like a lot of the things I started doing in my classroom towards the end were going through the motions. And as a coach, one of the things I don't like to do, and the second I see it in practice, I step away and think about what do I need to change right now? 
because going through the motions drives me crazy. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's just me as a person. I don't know if a lot of people feel that way, but I feel like as a player, as a coach, when you notice that, I like to change things immediately. Um, but going through the motions is not something I like to do as a coach nor as a teacher, but I felt like I wasn't necessarily doing a disservice to any of my students because I'm sure they didn't notice unless they were bored at times with whatever content we were going through. But um, going back into fourth, I am I'm excited to get back, especially to wrap my head around how am I going to teach this, teach this rather than what I'm, I'm teaching. Because like I said, I taught fourth grade for six years and now going back into it, I know what I'm teaching. I know a lot of the content because I did it for a number of years already. So um, again, going back to the AVID piece and what I wanted to take away from this conference is the integration is is tying multiple subjects together, is bringing literacy and writing into multiple subjects like so many teachers are so good at. Um, I've, I've always done a good job of tying real world learning and authentic learning. Um, had to think about how I wanted to say those words without being incorrect about how to pronounce them, but I'm big on real. I'm big on this. This is where you're going to see this in the real world. This this has purpose. There's intention and there's, there's reason why we learn this in school. It's not just so we can get the workbook pages on. It's not so we can check a standard off the list. Um, but a lot of the, the things that we looked at in this AVID conference was integrating literacy into different subjects. And I'm not a teacher that's going to have my students write all day. That's just not, it's not how I am and that's not how I am as a teacher, but it definitely showed me. And I'd like to go back to the episode I did with author and educator Kelly Boswell. Her biggest question was, was, do real writers do that? When people ask questions about writer's workshop or writing instruction, they they ask questions about, is, is this effective? Are we being productive? And her biggest question that she goes back to is, do real writers do this? So when we were at this conference, they handed out a grid with all sorts of professions. I mean, doctors, nurses, they had I think, 12 boxes on it with 12 different professions. And the one thing they wanted to th- us to think about when we think about um, the purpose and having um, intention behind what we're teaching and what our students are learning is, is this real? What do real ones do? What what do actual engineers do? What do actual authors do? What do actual doctors do? What do real scientists do? So you can think about um, why are we doing this? Are we teaching this to a test, which is absolutely not what we want to do. But it again reminded me of how powerful that statement from Kelly Boswell was, was do real writers do that? What do real writers do? And that is what you should model um, your writing instruction around. So um, the biggest words for me this past week were background knowledge and the power of background knowledge because background knowledge sparks interest in learning. Background knowledge increases your student's comfort level because many of them will realize that they really do know what they're talking about, which of course leads to better conversations, better um, discussions, Um, because there goes your interest level again. It encourages and promotes engagement and participation. I had two students this past school year who did not talk a whole lot in fourth grade because they're pretty shy and they just aren't usually comfortable with sharing their voice. But the more and more they got to know me, the more and more I integrated more and more background knowledge and just got to know them as a person and know what clicked with them. Um, They participated more, but a lot of that came from knowing um, where to go with with lessons and background knowledge and them 
already having an idea of where this lesson's going and what we're talking about. And all of this comes down to engagement because engagement um, is connected to all of these wonderful words that I just talked about. So again, background knowledge is something that I reflected on during this past week and am definitely going to focus a lot of my teacher attention on this coming school year. Um, because like I said, in the springtime, I kind of, we kind of went through the motions at times because I was so focused on, well, what are we learning today? Except I should, I need to focus on how are we learning this? So now I also feel like doing a whole episode on the importance of integrating all sorts of things along with the power of background knowledge would mean very little if I didn't give my own example that I came up with based on what our objectives were in the session and what we are kind of assigned to in a sense. Um, so along with AVID that I previously mentioned, um, we do AVID weekly. So AVID weekly in a nutshell is of course a resource from AVID that involves reading an article as a class. There are different types of reading as well that AVID is connected with. Um, and then it leads to note-taking, vocabulary, and a discussion of some sort at the end. It is also, also has some pre-learning that goes into your pre-reading, which I won't get into right now. Um, but there's all sorts of things that you can do with AVID Weekly. It's kind of like StoryWorks or kind of like Scholastic in a sense. But again, it is a resource from AVID. So one connection that I made um, immediately when I had my brain wrapped around um, bringing more background knowledge into my classroom this year is there's an AVID weekly on moon plants and it's all about scientists trying to grow plants on the moon so they can potentially bring more civilization to survive on the moon um there's all sorts of cool vocabulary in the article um it kind of leads into um some of these plants being from um, already previously erupted volcanoes that are now non-active um, but some of the connections that I could see us using with um, this this article is a lot of our mystery science. A few of our fourth grade mystery science lessons um, talk about volcanoes, active volcanoes, the different types of volcanoes. Talks about the ring of fire and if a volcano could pop up where you live. Um, and then you could, of course, flip it to go to the moon, which, of course, involves the solar system, the moon phases. If you want to go the plants route, we have a massive unit in fourth grade. Of course, in North Dakota, agriculture is a huge piece of our science. So agriculture, um, carbon dioxide, what do plants need to thrive is another um, connection we have in our science. So there's so much different integration that could simply go into this moon plants article connected to our mystery science. And none of it has to be recreated by the teacher. It's already resources that are made from our curriculum. Um, of course, you can put whatever teacher spins into it and um, spiral any subjects into this. But again, this reminded me of how powerful background knowledge to begin any of these lessons can be as you tie all of these things into a lesson, whether it's social studies or in this sense, it's science, um, agriculture, which of course, Avid Weekly brings in writing, reading, inquiry, collaboration, organizing. You hit all all pieces of wicker, all with Avid Weekly. And then, of course, you spin in all of this science and agriculture and all of these um, plant units. So all of this integra integration, once again, goes right into your background knowledge.
So again, those are the main pieces that after, like I said, day one, looking at my colleague going, I hope this <laughs> hope this session gets better the next couple of days. But I definitely wanted to look at one piece or maybe two pieces to either dive deeper in or build upon what I already have in my classroom for this coming school year. So I am very glad and um, very excited for the school year with just the reminder to my brain of how important background knowledge can be for students at any grade level. Now it doesn't, I know I said I'm excited about school. That again, does not mean I'm ready for school, but um, it does spark a little bit of um, interest and passion in my, in my teacher brain and in my teacher heart to roll into this school year with um, a skill in mind of which we need to hit hard in fourth grade so that we are ready for our entire school year and ready to learn. And again, continue to give purpose and intentionality into our learning and just being part of the process. I think one thing I learned big time in fifth grade was being, um, making sure kids um, know that there is a process attacking the process, which I feel like is kind of a sports term from my sports brain. But once again, um, this episode all about reminding teachers everywhere, no matter what grade level you are in, what grade level you teach, um, the power of background knowledge and how many different things you can tie into one simple topic and spiral so many different subjects into one thing. And again, coming back to the word background knowledge that plays its factors in so many other things in education. So that is our episode today. Thank you to all of our listeners um, that tuned in. Hopefully this was a little helpful and will kind of spark something in your teacher brain, your teacher heart that going into this school year in just a few weeks will help you as you jump back into the first weeks of school and past the honeymoon phase, of course, into actual curriculum and intentional and purposeful learning. So thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Enthusiasm Is Our Jam podcast. Make sure for those of you, I don't know when anybody goes back to school other than really the Bismarck people or really North Dakota is pretty common across the board, I guess. But make sure you are enjoying those last couple weeks, last couple days, because when you get to September, you're going to say, oh, I wish I would have wish I would have slowed down a little bit towards the end. So make sure you're not a, as my high school football coach would say, don't be a what if person. So enjoy the time you still have left. I know I don't have to tell that to too, too many people, uh, but enjoy what's left of summer and start getting ready for real life to hit here very soon. So thank you for tuning in to the Enthusiasm is Our Jam podcast. Mm-hmm.